Hey, what's going on guys? Thanks for tuning back into the special episode of Drugs and Stuff. Of course, we're gonna tackle your listener questions as we always do, and you guys are freaking awesome. All the comments, the likes, the questions you guys post because that is helping to boost us up so that more people can find the program. But I also have a special little segment today where I bring Richard Foster on. We bring him on with the guys of letting everybody know about Fit Expo, which is happening July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. But really, I wanted to bring him on so that we could drop the bomb on Dave that I'm going to be there. I'm going to be ill. I can feel it coming on. So I hope you guys can make it out. If you're in the UK, if you're in England, we'll be in Liverpool July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We'll be recording a live podcast on Sunday morning. So I hope to see all you there. Uh, And like I said, we've got all our normal listener questions on the program too. And we have timestamps below if you want to skip around. This week, will zinc help the bioavailability of an oral steroid? Does gear make your skin more tan? Trying to get estrogen under control while on a test and trend cycle? Running DECA and EQ together? Does growth hormone crash your pituitary the way testosterone does? Health considerations with melanotin too? And we talk some about kidney health markers. All that and a bunch more, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. Leave comments with questions for the next episode. And guys, if you're new here, let me encourage you to hit the subscribe button, the bell. All of that, guys. We have several bodybuilding podcasts coming out each week. All right, let's get to the program. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for some additional savings. We're also brought to you by eval. Go to evalbloodanalysis.com to get your labs done by Dave. Um, If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. You can get some really good deals on supplements there, uh, plus free shipping over $99. And thank you to everybody who supports our programming on Patreon. You guys are helping to make this thing happen. Dave, it's a special day. You learned some great, fantastic news. It's okay. You can, Dave's a guy who likes to hide his excitement. Do you want do you want to tell him? Or do you want me to tell him? This will be the last podcast me and Scott are doing. <laughs> and after this, un- uh, un- unfortunately, um Scott McNally has decided that it may be a good idea to come to the UK. When he forwards his flight details for my attention, I will ring the anti-terrorist organization and explain that there is a known terrorist flying on a plane into this country. All right, guys. So I want to take a minute to roll it back to before the show uh, when Richard came on to tell him. Um, the next big event really uh, is, and, and Scott asked me to come on and, and talk about this, is, is Fit Expo. So Fit Expo is at the, um, near the Albert Dock in Liverpool. Um, it's it's going to be. I think there's over a hundred brands there. Eval is one of them. Um, we've got the Strong Classic Bodybuilding Show. We've got CrossFit. We've got Powerlifting. We've got a Log and Deadlift Show on the stage. We've got a, a big MMA thing with with some some MMA stars that are very well known. We've got a CrossFit thing. Um, loads and loads of stuff going on. Um, and I'm really really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to all of it. But most of all, Scott, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. 
I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going to be ill. I can feel it coming on. Dave didn't want to tell me about this event. I asked him last week, and he was like, what event? There's no other events. The events are over for the year. Well, I, I saw, uh, and that's, that's why he reached out to me. I'm, I'm not going to be there. I, I can, I'm struggling. Guys, I'm freaking pumped. I'm excited. We're going <laughs> to be hanging out with Dave. Um, but we do have a bunch of questions, so we should probably get to that in in comment. If you can make it uh, comment, because I I want to I want to meet I want to know who's who everybody I'm going to get a chance to meet, and we might try to do like a live podcast. I got to talk to everybody some more about the logistics of that. But if we could set up a live podcast, that would be fun. Just one one thing though, Scott. You know when they say never meet your heroes. You can. It'll be okay, Dave. Don't worry. I'll live up to your expectations. And if I don't, we'll talk about it. <laughs> don't disappoint me now. I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> All right. So listen, we I, have. Oh, yes. Crocs. I expect you to be in Crocs. Because, I mean Crocs. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. They, they actually probably are, be my yeah. choice for for flying on a plane overnight. That'd probably be. It'd probably be my jam for sure, actually, now that you mention it. That's a good call. Thank you for reminding me. I will beat the living shit out of you if I see you in Crocs. You do realize I don't. <laughs> and then I'll set you on fire. All right. Well, I look forward to all of that and a bunch more. Uh, we've got so many uh, listener questions that you guys have provided to us. It seems every week now that somebody comments and says, hey, where can I submit a question for the show? And I say right here, like where you just did, except for ask the question instead of ask, you know, you, yeah, anyway. So comment on YouTube with questions. We record the day after the episode comes out. So when you see a new episode, comment. We'll do our best to tackle it. Um, we had so much stuff here. I'm just going to, I don't have these in any kind of special order. I'm just going to go from the top. Uh, question you for the next. You never in order anyway. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Sometimes I have a plan. Today, we're just going to go from the top. Stephen Chambers says, question for the next show. Uh, so with obviously when taking, for example, a 50 milligram tablet and once it breaks down and gets into your bloodstream, you probably aren't absorbing all of the 50 milligram tablet. But I've read that taking a zinc, uh, po uh, is it pio uh, it's not polyacotinate. I'm not going to say it, but maybe I did say it right. Um, picolinate. Picolinate. Picolinate? Oh, yeah, picolinate. Thank you. Um, with your tablets, it protects it until it gets into your gut, and then it absorbs all of the milligram tablet. What is your thoughts on this? I find that highly unlikely. I didn't know, so I looked up zinc Picolinate. Yeah. Picolinate. Mm -hmm. And it said that it can interfere with the absorption of some medications. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Even if it could help absorption, I don't think it would be the 100% sort of scenario that's being described. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through this laws. Probably the easiest way for orals is to take them with fish oils, healthy fats. Because yeah. they are fat soluble. So they will dissolve with the fats, and that will help absorption. Yeah, I'd go with that over the over the taking the zinc. I would. Have you got some weird ones this week to ask about as well? We'll see. I'm not sure. Um, okay, might be a strange question. 
currently running 525 uh, test, 315 NPP, uh, and a couple weeks in, I've got extremely tanned to the point that people are mentioning it. Coincidence? Or does gear darken the skin at all? The first thing that strings to mind is you're taking MT2, you're not taking gear, but I can't see how that you would even be possible to mistake or even, you know, MT2 even be sold as gear because it's water-soluble at the end of the day. It's not, it's not oil-driven. So when I screen-capped this one, I was thinking about it. Is he turning tan or is he turning red? Or is he turning yellow? Is he going to do yeah. a failure? Yeah, or blood pressure, you know. When your blood pressure goes up, this? your skin turns red, you know, and that looks you look yeah. bright, you know, you look darker. Yeah. I'd wonder that is that is definitely possible. Um so either you've got very high blood pressure and you're about to explode, or your liver's about to crawl out your ass and you've got very extreme jaundice. I'd probably go with Scott's version and, and the blood pressure is possibly contributing to this. Yeah. Check it. Even though, to be honest, actually, even without blood pressure, gear can cause flushing. Yeah. You can get flushing. And a lot of people are quite sensitive to the either the carrier oil or the alcohols, um, and that can cause a, a flush reaction, almost like an allergy response. So it is not beyond the realms of possibilities that it may be something down those lines as well. But I would not know. It doesn't turn you brown. Yeah. Not, yeah, I would really. No. I would agree on all of those counts. Neven says Scott was born with Crocs. Almost killed his mom. Um, I do believe, Scott, we, we need to do, um, at one point, we need to go back and do a, a collaboration of all the weirdest questions we've been asked over the time. We've had some good ones. Didn't We, we have, have had some weird fuckers. Didn't we have one about a guy slipping steroids into his wife's food or giving him to while she was sleeping or something to increase. Yeah. I remember something about that. (laughs) That was a weird question. That was a weird question. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a good comment here. I love listening to Dave because I feel like his voice is a character from the Harry Potter, like Harry Potter. Yet we're talking about gear and bodybuilding. I agree completely. Does everybody, should I prepare myself? Does everybody sound like they're from Harry Potter there, Dave, when I come over Fuck. there? Mate, you're going to Liverpool. They all sound like fucking... Um... Nathan Diaz. Oh, yes, thank you. You won't understand a fucking word. <laughs> oh, God. I need like the translations at the bottom of the screen while I'm there. <laughs> Take Google Translate with you. <laughs> I think I told you before the uh, the movie Train Spotting that in the U.S. it had subtitles. We needed yeah, I the can subtitles. Yeah. I, can, I can believe that. So I was just reading a, a question that that cannot be serious. Wait, question that cannot be serious uh, from Nevin. Even? All right, he says. Yeah. Um, Will shoving an Anavar tab up your ass increase absorption and bypass the liver? Actually, yes, it would, wouldn't it? It wouldn't bypass the liver. On the first pass into your bloodstream. Yeah, it absorbs directly into the bloodstream. There is that point, yeah, but, but it's then still it, going to pass. Yeah, it still comes back around and hits it. So Yeah. I don't think that's a smart idea. 
maybe he swings that way. Maybe he prefers, you know, puppy bone monks and things up there. Have you heard about people using tampons soaked in alcohol? And you and people you you can like get alcohol poisoning real quick from that, I guess. Scott, what do you do in your spare time? Well, not that, but are you, are you sure? I, I'm really starting to worry about you. That you it's know, something I would know. Got... Yes, it's something I would know if that's what I was up to. Mm. But but it's been mm. a it's been a thing like college age kids, you know, doing stupid stuff like that, and then ended up mm. getting you know like alcohol poisoning and dying. And or so is this too. is this something that a friend of yours does? Are we <laughs> asking for a friend? My friend from the uk see we know that's a lie because you don't have any friends i actually do and he's bringing me out to visit you (laughs) anyway where was i with these questions here we go 750 milligrams of test and trend e at 200 milligrams a week and i have a nestrozole aka a rimidex what do you think LOL, <laughs> getting beastly, and only thing I noticed is aggression and acne. Not sure so, much an estradrol to run, though. Just so Moses the Great realizes that being a beast in the UK can have connotations that you are a pedophile or a sexual deviant really? rapist. Mm. So maybe not the best word to describe, considering he's using Trent. Dude, people say beast all the time in bodybuilding, like beast mode. Mm, I know, but I just thought I'd point that out. Beast. Um, you're quite a beast, Dave. You're going to have estrogen off. If your test is genuine, there's no way you've not got elevated estrogen off that. Yeah. Uh, 750 mega test, I'd be bordering on the... One milligram twice a week, potentially, maybe even a little bit more, depending on your history. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, with training the mix, you're going to have to get um, LCMS estrogen to test your estrogen levels, because otherwise the trend's going to show as estrogen, and it's going to look like it's sky eye, whatever, anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. It's also a good reason to start out with just test. Get that... Mm-hmm. You know, get that sorted out. Find out what your blood work looks like when levels are stable. Then you can adjust your estrogen control, and then after that, you can add it in. The only the only problem with that is you are looking at about four weeks before you'll get a realistic reading of your estrogen. I'm all for that though, personally. But you know what? I don't use Trend E either. I always use Ace. And figure like if you're doing a 12 week cycle, the first you don't need Trend for 12 weeks. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. So well. I, I wouldn't say that's very well believed over here. No, a lot of a lot of long train use. I can possess gear over there. I just thought about that. Yes, you can, but I can't legally buy it. So there's that. No, you can't legally buy it. You can't legally sell it. So you can legally buy it. So basically, you own it. If you if you land in Liverpool and you go to your local friendly steroid dealer and buy gear off him, the actual offence is only committed by him. It's not committed by you. Son of a bitch. I like that idea. Huh. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously the gear can be confiscated off you because it's a controlled drug that's been sold to you illegally. Oh. But there, there is argument to state that because at that point it is now in your possession and it belongs and owned by you, that you've committed no offense, so that compound should not be um, confiscated. It's like the real land of the free over there, as far yeah. as gear goes. Yeah. <laughs> Always love the drugs and stuff show. Could you guys explain kinocillin uh, or Synthetex human grade version? Synthocillin. I've seen that stuff. Never used it. Pros, cons. Is it worth it? Um, how to be implemented. Trying to work a little more on conditioning. Uh, from what I can tell, this might be beneficial for help. I've never used it. I don't. I haven't had any personal experience um, with it. My understanding is this is obviously an equine drug. This is a, a horse drug. And it, it, it's more driven around increasing performance and energy output. So it has selenium in it. It has B12 in it. Um, does it have zinc as well? Or have I made that up? No, potassium uh, okay. and magnesium. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and the basic is it's, it doesn't have a, an anabolic action as such, but it, it's supposed to increase uh, energy turnover. Uh, and it's also very anti-free radicals as well. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, on paper, it would sound a product that's going to allow you to train harder and train for longer. Um, and I could possibly see benefit to it pre-stage as well. Um, but having never had any experience with it or know anyone that does, I don't know if that carries over into real world. Yeah. It's like... Amp, Amp 5 is a veterinary horse thing. Um, and you, the, the theory behind that is you take that and you get vascular as hell. Yeah. Um, but again, it needs huge amounts of carbohydrates because it's designed to work in a fucking horse. Uh, and I found that most people that have tried it have found it very hit and miss and very difficult to use. I've heard, so Skip Hill has talked about using it pre -con like before stepping on stage. Mm -hmm. And that people get just like absolutely peeled from it. But you also have like a really terrible reaction when you first take it. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yeah. Like you feel like you're going to die. Like all the oxygen's getting sucked out of your, uh, out of your lungs. And it's not a good oh, feeling. And you just have to like deal with it. PGFA 2A is like that. Yeah. Yeah, it aspirates through the lungs, so it causes a massive constriction within the lungs, and, and literally, like you say, you feel like you can't breathe. Adenosine monophosphate, that's what it was. We did a podcast with Skip about that one time before. And then, of course, everybody wanted yeah. to buy it, but, yeah. You get, yeah, it's... You get, like, wicked veins, I, like you said. Yeah, I can see. I can see big pumps uh, on stage, vascularity on stage. I wouldn't say it's particularly going to change composition, but obviously, if you're more pumped, you will appear bigger and you will appear leaner, particularly in stage condition. Yeah, uh, and, and I definitely think it is something that you're probably only going to really see a visual impact if you are sort of pretty much stage ready. Yeah, and it doesn't last long either, like. 
you would use it literally just that once and you use a bunch of it too so not my cup of tea i wouldn't say well, it generally comes in 100 mil bottles so you, you buy plenty of it anyway yeah yeah it's easy to get hold of to be honest uh question for dave on the next episode being a fellow canadian did you find <laughs> did you find it harder or find it more important in the winter months to warm up before training? Uh, did you have any tips or rituals for warming up before training? I always turn my seat warmer on in my truck to warm up my lower back and glutes while driving to the gym. It was a good move. I have used the seat warmer for that. Um, I never actually trained when I lived in Canada. Um, I wasn't doing any training at the time, so okay. I haven't experienced uh, the Canadian gym scene in the slightest. But I have trained in some damn fucking cold gyms in the UK. I bet. Oh, fuck. Maloney's used to be colder inside than it was fucking out. You were chipping ice off fucking windows. Um, and I used to just stay covered up. As simple as that. I'd have a fest, a T-shirt, a hoodie on, maybe even another layer on top of that. Yeah, and I would just, I would just stay covered up. I mean, you ended up sweating in a way. You actually end up sweating more because of the layers. But I'd rather be warm and injury free and a bit hot than the other. Yeah. And I found you only needed a cold blast to get a muscle to tighten up really quick. You worked out when you were when you were in the big house, right? Yes, yes, I did. Was that outside or inside? Inside. Oh, okay. Victoria worked out in her garage during when everything was shut down in Canada because the gyms were shut down there for a long time. So like through the winter, unheated garage with a coat on. I think the key is layers, you know, in situations like that. So you can peel them back. It's not just like wearing one heavy thing and having just something light under it. You want to have multiple layers. The thing is as well is you just take the time to warm up properly as well. Yeah. You know, you just listen to your body a bit more. Hey, your good friend uh, Alfonso's with us. Yeah, we did a podcast the other week. Yeah, I have to watch that still. He says, uh, great show, guys. If you could only pick five exercises, only training three days a week, what would you train? It's not too tough, I don't think. Squat. Overhead press. Bench, deadlift, that's it really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you add anything else to that? You have just deadlifts well, for back, right? Well, I'm thinking more of an overall functionality. So an overhead work, a bench press. Uh, you could probably do rows. You could throw rows in there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'd do any direct arm work. Uh, might do. Um, or it might be that every occasionally I'd swap something out for a bit of direct arm work. But yeah, yeah I'd, stick, I'd stick to more, dare I say it, sort of CrossFit-inspired type stuff. Hmm. You know, so cleans and jerks and those sort of types of movements where it's an all-over conditioning work. By the way, yeah, and and completely off topic, but just something that popped into my head. I stumbled across a couple of um, reels on Instagram the other day that were some CrossFit girls. 
Fuck, those girls are jacked. Oh, they can be, yeah. Fucking hell, they were huge. Yeah, Victoria works with a couple of them. Seriously impressed. Seriously impressed with the muscle they were carrying. You're talking about like the high-level people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but still, fucking hell. I think we get an impression sometimes that like what CrossFitters look like. And it's like, oh, they're not really in good shape. But those are like a lot of times the average Joes we know that are CrossFitting at the gym. The guys and girls at that top level, they're they're athletes. There's no question. Oh, no, I was I just didn't expect them to carry quite that level of muscle mass. I expected them to be, you know, athletic and in condition. But I mean, there were there were it was just a short clips of five different girls running down a track. Yeah. And, and the quads on the last one, it was like a fucking, you know, heavyweight fucking bodybuilder was running down the track. There were just slabs of muscle on her. That's cool. It was like really impressive. I, w- I was quite surprised. I would like to have for my five exercises, some type of a exercise for legs that didn't require my lower back because my back's not always good. So I don't want that to be the limiting factor or like, you know, right now my lungs are still kind of like, they're not doing great. I can't do it. So at this stage of the game, I mean, my legs are still pretty decent. I would say I'd want a leg press in there as well. That way I can, I know that no matter what I can always train them still. See, my thought was by doing the squat, I've got core stability. I've got, you know, I've got much more over body stimulation from the exercise. Absolutely. You do. Uh, and it was that that was more my look at that. If you're limited to five exercises, I would I would look at stuff that that offers more than a single muscle group in the movement. Yeah, I mean, I think with with a leg press, you can hit more quad or more ham. Mm, yeah, it's not can. it's yeah, not like you know the same activation as a squat. I agree with that. So I I would pick both leg press, squat, uh, definitely maybe even in like an incline press, and then. That's three, and then two back movements. Probably uh, okay. So change it up. Yeah, you can have three pieces of equipment. Well, can like a like a set of dumbbells? Is that a piece of equipment? Uh, well, let's say selectorized dumbbells. So you've got it's one dumbbell, but it's a selectorized weight dumbbell. Okay, as long as it was heavy enough, I would mm. go with dumbbells. So- so thirty pounds, obviously, for you. Yeah, yeah just the yeah, the, like the little twenty-five pounders. That's good. Uh, I want big, it to be twenty-five, ones. ten, and five. That's what I need. Uh, that way, I can mm-hmm. do my dumbbell rows, um, squat, stand, or wow. you know, rack, and a bench. Oh, I need a. So bar. what are you gonna do on the? You'd need a bar, so you've run out. Yeah, so I mean, but I guess you know what if you say like a if you say a rack for squats, that's you know, you, they, that I'd, comes I'd the say bar with plates. I'd class as one. So bar with plates, selectorized dumbbells, and a power cage. Yeah, I'd hate to have to do all floor presses for my chest. Yeah, I'm but one. you don't need to just do floor presses, can you? For chest, you don't. You don't need a piece of gym equipment to be able to elevate yourself off the floor. You can use a fucking plank and two bricks if you have to. Yeah, but I feel like that's equipment now. No, no, you can only buy three pieces of equipment. We have to be creative here, Scott. We've got limited budget. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. I went the um, the. Have you ever seen the Hammer Strength Neck Machine? It's like yes, the, the four way neck machine or something. Yeah, I went that. Actually, you know what I would go for is the Limitless Free Trainer. What's that? That's an incredible bit of kit. Yeah, uh, very very versatile. Yeah, it, it's very ver- look it up. It's really versatile. Will I see a lot of different brands of equipment over there? No, I don't think there'll be many equipment companies at the Fitex. Well, I'm, I'm going to go to a sure couple of gyms. I'm going to go to some gyms too. What's that? <laughs> that gym gym kit? Is that the name of it? Well, if you want to go to some decent gyms, there's Ultraflex near me. There is, if you just want to shoot, I'd say no, I don't think that'll be quite impressive to you. So there's there's dedicated gym in Liverpool. Um, I've heard mixed reports on how good the gym is, but from a point of view of actual size and amount of kit, it's just incredible. Hmm. But I'm not sure if um, it's going to be anything particularly impressive to you because you'll have seen a lot of good gyms over there. Is this the Limitless Trainer? That's it, yeah. What does this do? Well, anything. You can do shoulder press. You can do flies. You can do bicep curls. You can do rows. You can do lateral raises. You can do bench press. You can squat. You can deadlift. Huh, okay. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's a two-plate load in long arms that have universal joints on them with swivel grips. Alfonso says I'd go with squat, deadlift, chins, High incline press and dips. Okay, so no actual direct shoulder work. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like you do get some good shoulder work with your high incline press. You do, but it's front delt bias. True. Yeah, that is true. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short dated, and label change products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the shelf. All right, what else do we have here? You guys keep coming with the heat. Please keep it coming. I have a question about growth hormone and insulin. I'm a type 1 diabetic and my TRT clinic offers GH. And they said I could use two units in the morning without a problem. I've never used it before. Just secreted gogs. And it got shot my blood glucose up quickly. So I needed insulin right away. My main goal is fat loss and anti-aging. Uh, will using the insulin in a fasted state with the GH, is that going to blunt the fat burning properties? Um, I know typically it will. Any suggestions also on timing uh, in the day? Thanks, fellows. I know a pro that can't I, use I, GH. I can tell you that much. 
Yeah, I would think if you were going to look at GH, you may have to look at running a slow-acting baseline just to take the edge off everything. I can see that. Rather than relying on a fast actor. Um, my my understanding is that you've got to be a little bit careful with insulin spikes around GH because it can effectively nullify it, um, which you'd get from the fast acting. But more of a sustained, stable insulin suppression probably wouldn't be as impacting. Yeah. Yeah. I but I do, I do... I do think it's it's not an ideal situation either way, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy I know, he said he can't use growth. He, he's a type 1 diabetic, really big dude too, and he gets absolutely peeled. But I also know he has to really push. Like that last few weeks, he has to pull all carbs out, like all together uh, to be able to get to that so that his body doesn't require as much insulin, you know? His insulin uh -huh. needs are so low then that he's able to get that last bit of fat off. Also, I've seen secretagogues um, raise blood sugar a lot higher than growth hormone. Yes, I would agree with that as well. So it might not be an exact one for one. Do you want to tell your wife that you found out the secret? I found out the secret. Yeah. What secret would that be? The one that you weren't telling me about when I thought was a parcel or cake or something. Why does everything always come back to cake? Because cake is life. Is it the only time? It's just now I've just found out I have to put up with that knobhead for four days. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Crossland. Hi. It's <laughs> fallen of a bin. <laughs> Liam's got one for us. He says, hey, guys, question for the next show. Could you please give your thoughts on running Nandrolone alongside EQ during a growth phase and how you would run it? Thanks. Nandrolone and EQ for growth. So, so we're not using anything else, just EQ and Nandrolone? I'm guessing he's got test in there. I hope he does, right? Hmm. Well, I'm not really what the... I'm a bit confused as to the question. Because how would you run Nandrolone alongside it? Well, you'd inject it. I, I'm not sure there's any more complexity than that. Um, Do you think there's, there's no real... Well, more anabolics, all things being equal, more growth. Um... I mean, EQ's got a predisposition to thick blood. Nandrolone hasn't really got it any more than anywhere else. Nandrolone's quite anti-inflammatory. EQ is test-based. I, I, I don't see there being real any issues, and I don't buy into the anti-estrogen properties of EQ at all. I don't see uh, Yes. No, the, 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 yeah, the metabolite is anti-estrogenic, but it's produced in such small amounts, it's it's going to be inconsequential. Um, and then the E1 idea that, well, it converts to more E1 that ties up aromatase, so it can't convert to E2. I don't really buy that either. Not in any real effective estrogen conversion. At least not for most, you know. I have talked yeah. to some people who are like, oh, no, it works for me. It's like, okay, then I, you know, go mm -hmm. for it, you know. But, I mean, you just stick it in. 
I don't really see what else there is to really do with that. I mean, if you were looking for a ratio sort of scenario, it doesn't really matter. But I suppose at a start point, I'd probably... It all depends on your other doses, really, doesn't it? I mean, just remember that Andrelone does convert. It is a low rate. It's only 20% of tests, but it is still going to produce some estrogen. Uh, but, you know, I'd probably say... 300 mig deca as a, a start dose. Okay. With how much EQ? Uh, uh, probably be sitting EQ at four, test at three or four. Yeah. So I did my one, I think what was my most productive cycle that I discovered was test at about a gram, honestly. Deca, excuse me, EQ at 800. And um, NPP at 300. And I ran and, and I ran the NPP after the EQ had built up. EQ, obviously, thicker blood is going to increase nutritional transit. So, you know, the higher red blood cell count you've got, the more nutritional transit you're going to have, the higher hemo, et cetera, the more oxygen you're going to transport around the body. So there are there was a, a, a trend for a while of front-loading EQ quite heavily yeah, and then pull it, pulling it out and allowing that increased blood thickness to, to push through nutrient. Hmm. I don't think that is actually that beneficial. Um, I think for most, your blood thickening is going to occur naturally anyway with the anabolics in your system. So I wouldn't specifically go out of my way to do it. Um, I, uh, for a long time, there was a big argument that his EQ wasn't six or 800 or above. It was pointless running. Uh, I'm not so sure that's true. That's that's when I, I mean, uh, obviously, that was, I was in that phase of time. Hmm. I'd run it less. But I didn't get great results, uh, 400. But I can't say that was the drug. I, you know, it might have been just where I was at that particular time, you know. Well, you, you were running two gram as well. Yeah, it was a lot of gear. Like, that yeah, was a lot so of gear, that, you know. That may just have had a slight incy-wincy influence on how successful your cycle was. You know what I started getting into, though, was so. I don't, Scott, family show, be careful. Half-Life's. I felt like I felt like the really long esters, you know, I started looking at I understood how EQ worked in my system. I understood the benefit that I'd get from it. But then I, I, I felt like being able to throw in that fast acting nandrolone phenylpropanate at the right time really pushed things up, you know. I actually generally believe that Deca stack with MPP actually works really well. Do you really? Mm. Don't ask me why. I've fucking got a clue. Yeah. Uh, but from personal experience, I've found that really changed things quite substantially. Hmm. No kidding. And, and you think it was more than just the fact that you had more milligrams of nandrolone? No, because I'd adjusted the dose accordingly. Oh, as close okay. as I really could. Yeah. So I dropped the decker down and replaced some of it with MPP. Andrew Nolan says, who popularized? Okay. He says, who popularized slash influenced the Nandrolone only cycles? I randomly see comments about these cycles. So historically, I I believe it was Robbie Robinson that was very uh, well known for running Nandrolone only cycles. Okay. 
<coughs> more recently, um, there was a guy whose name escapes me, and I, 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 sh I should know it, who was very heavy on pushing Nandrolone-only cycles. Hmm. Um, and he created quite a buzz following around it. I've personally never been a fan. Hmm. Um, I, I don't mind very low test cycles with high nandrolones, but I just I just feel you need a DHT producing drug in there at some at some level. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, no, that somebody will know who he was. He, he, he does, I don't see much of him now, but that could just be me not moving in the right circles. Dan says, I'm in England now, Dave. I'm coming for my pizza. Fine. Okay. You guys know that if you sign up to get blood work done with Dave, from the time that you make payment, Dave will be at your house within 30 minutes with a fresh pizza with three toppings of your choice. And if he's not there within 30 minutes, your blood work is free. Actually, if you book the weekend of Fitex, Scott will personally deliver the pizza to your house. <laughs> Sorry, guys, can't do a live we podcast. Are, I'm delivering pizzas today. <laughs> we're going to give him a moped and a sat-nav and send him on his way. That, that could be fun. That could be cool. That could be actually kind of fun. That'd be good. I can't do the lab work, though. You know, I'm not trained in that. I'm going to make sure that the, the, the first order is some shithole like hollow Bradford. well you know i have done a lot of shots so i could give it a give it a try you know is there negative side effects from gh does it crash your pituitary yes. gland like testosterone does your bollocks so it does cause production shutdown uh, when levels are elevated. There is a feedback mechanism. It does do that. I'm not aware of anybody ever causing long-term problems, but I suspect there will be somebody somewhere. Yeah. Um, its main issues revolve around water retention, physical issues like the, the joint pain, and and uh, suspicion of T4, uh, and obviously the um, reduction, reduction of insulin sensitivity. I hear it's short, the, the 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 feedback loop. I hear that it's short, that, that once it's cleared from your system, like within 12 hours or something, you're good. Yeah, well, that's that's where the EOD protocol came from, the fact that you take it one day and then you don't take it for 48 hours, so you leave it a full day, and in that full day, your natural production will be back up and running. I think we got something. But I don't see it. We had something about that. Somebody had said... Um, what about the, uh, the every other day protocol, you know, are you, why do that? Aren't you blunting the effect as well? Not particularly. Uh, I think people overrate the impact of GH. Um, it, it's, it's subtle. It, it is productive, but it is a, it is more of a complementary treatment. If you want to call it that. Absolutely. Than a, than a main agonist of growth. Um, does that make sense? Did that sound yeah. right? I think you know what I'm trying to say. I just Absolutely. don't know if that sounds right. It's an icing so on the cake, really. It's not your... Yes, yeah, same, with, same with insulin. You know, it, it, it's it's the finishing flourishes that complete the package um, rather than your main driver for, yeah. for, for, for growth. Yeah. 
I've seen it be more of a main driver for females that want to stay away from androgens and they're not looking to get as like, you know, they're not looking to become a 300 pound bodybuilder, but even girls in figure who will be running, you know, a consistent, decent level of GH for more of an extended period of time, but you know, not, not pushing the androgens as much just because they're trying to get something. Does that mean that it's ideal? I don't know. I don't think so, but you no, know, I don't. Uh, I've seen that happen. Yeah, I would agree. I've done a prep with GH and without GH and the, the differences were the differences were in fullness really during during the how it, it helps with how depleted you get and you're not as flat. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Which know. can help for some people help hugely mentally. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, visually too, because like if T3 is making you real flat, you can counteract that with some good pharma growth. Yeah, no, I've seen people go off the rails because they feel flat and depleted. Oh, yeah. That could be, we could do a whole podcast on that. What's going on over there, Dave? What's, what's the wife got going on? You look, you look like she's that. brought she's she's brought me food. Ooh, what do you got? I've got beef and onion sandwich and a ham and onion and possibly cheese sandwich and homemade pickled onions. Ooh, that all sounds very British. It looks very nice. Something you will never experience. <laughs> All right, something I will be experiencing in three weeks. This is Crossland and I are, I'm actually going to see your wife instead, Dave. I don't care about you. She's a nice lady. She does good cooking from what I hear. Uh, you can, you can. She's an excellent, excellent cook. Excellent can, cook. You can saw it off, Dave. Did I say that I'm, right? I'm more, more than happy with that arrangement. <laughs> that, that suits me dancing ground. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else do we have here? There's that question. What about this one? Um, could you please give us some thoughts on running Nandrolone? Oh, wait. Nope, oh, we already did that one. Alongside. Come on. I'm doing my best, out. Dave. We got Okay, we got three more. Um, Melanotin question for the next show on true TRT crews. Uh, will the addition of MT2 represent in any healthy... Uh, an unhealthy addition. Context, I'm coming off a cut cycle and we'll spend the next few months in maintenance uh, to recover from the drug stress of my body. I wouldn't want to be implementing this by taking a toxic, I hope you get what I mean, compound, um, like zealots cruising on test mass proviron, you know. So on the face of it, there's not really a huge negative impact on health. However, if you do have in any way compromised kidney function, or it's a bit lower than it should be, or you're carrying a condition that may at this point be undiagnosed, MT2 will fucking punish you for it. Really? Huh. It is not... It would appear that it doesn't have much of it, though it is slightly kidney toxic it doesn't have a much of an impact on a healthy kidney at all it's well within the tolerances of what a kidney can cope with but if your kidneys are already struggling this can really give them some grief yeah which i experienced firsthand yeah with mt2 yeah 
Yep, started pissing blood. Holy shit. And I mean proper pissing blood, not uh, as in you could see red when I pissed. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock. And then I did some digging and, and found the research to back up the kidney huh. problems. I hadn't heard of that before. I mean, obviously, I believe you. I I, um, I know Scott Stevenson had once said that with the prolif- proliferation of cells, that it could potentially uh, increase cancer versus some people would say that it protects you from cancer. Well, that was its original development, wasn't it? Its original development was as a, a, a skin cancer preventative medicine. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't need it. I feel like, you know, I mean, really, you don't need to tan in bodybuilding anymore. No, it seems to be, um, like you say, it just seems some people turn up pasty white and then go back and get tanned up and walk walk on stage brown. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be that you had to have a really good base coat so that when you put the tan on, you would look good. But yeah, you don't need that anymore. Hey, speaking of kidneys, um... Ziga, our guy from Slovenia, says, can you talk a little bit about kidneys today? Today I got my blood work results back, and creatinine is 120. My body weight is 80 kilograms, uh, acceptable body fat, 13%. I rested two days before, and I was well hydrated. Everything else is in range. I yeah, uh, I generally work on even though the the actual male limit is I think it's one hundred four or something. I generally work on one twenty as the upper limit for people who exercise and train for for creatinine. Okay, um, that would indicate there is potentially something not functioning as well as it should do on the kidney horizon. Hmm. However, obviously, training, dehydration, muscle mass all play a role in into affecting creatinine levels. So, there's depending on where you are financially and what's available to you, you could go for a cystatin C test, which is a, a less influenced kidney function test, or you could approach your doctors uh, and ask them to investigate a little bit more deeply, which would probably involve either a scan or a kidney biopsy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would I would start to be getting quite kidney conscious if my creatine was sitting at one twenty. And maybe retest again. Yeah, I'd look at retesting. I'd look at also, like I said, it's and C. But I would start to avoid drugs like Tren. Yeah. Uh, particularly in the short term, anyway, while you assess whether this is a problem. I've just pulled the client off everything because his kidney function wasn't where I wanted it to be. Yeah. While we investigated and investigated and investigated and, and saw what variables we had and everything else. Um, and it, it, it would appear that he just runs low. He's been stable for the last three, four years. Okay. But I would rather be safe and delay progress for two or three months than move forward and be very regretful. Yeah. <laughs> Tom says it's estrogen not estrogen east estrogen how do you say it dave tom tom can go and boil his head <laughs> how, how do you say that word dave lady bits best podcast on the globe 
big shout out to Scott and Dave. Notice How many fake profiles do you have now? That's Scylla. He's still, he, Scylla comments on all our stuff. Yeah, but we it's, it's obviously your fake profile. How many do you have? We actually have some people who like the show, Dave. They like tuning in and, you know, hearing stuff about steroids and stuff. Stuff. <laughs> about stuff. <laughs> yes. That's all the questions we got. Good. I, Bugger off. <laughs> I'm excited to come on out. Um, yeah, I've never been there before. It's going to be cool. I hope we get a good turnout. Uh, hope we get some good drugs and stuff listeners to come out visit. I really don't want to have to put up with you for a week. Once like a week's fucking a enough. A whole as it is. week we're going to get to spend together. Uh, I can't I'm going to be ill. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us. I might just have a heart attack that week. Try not to. Put it off at least just one more week. Okay? After that, I'm leaving. You can do what you want. Guys, go to our sponsors, truenutrition.com. You can support us there. Uh, Use our code THINK over there for good health and performance supplements. Check out supplementsource.ca if you're in Canada. Evalbloodanalysis.com. Is it .com? Yeah, it's .com. Yeah, it's .com. Okay, cool. Go over there. Get your lab work done by Dave. Get the free pizza. There's no pizza. There's really not any pizza. But there will be... The weekend of the expo delivered by me. Kick, kick, <laughs> kick. We appreciate you guys hanging with us, uh, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Dave. Enjoy your sandwich. Take, take care, guys. <laughs>